Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there lived a queen who had been widowed for some years. She had a beautiful daughter who was betrothed to a prince from a faraway land. As her wedding day grew closer, the princess readied herself for the journey. Her mother packed up a great many things, jewels, silver, gold, everything that was fit for a royal bride. She loved her child very dearly, and though she was sad to see her go, she knew it was her duty. But the queen gave her daughter one last parting gift, a waiting maid to travel with her until they met with the bridegroom. The princess and her maid each had a horse for the journey. The princess's horse was named Falada, and he could speak. When the time came for them to set out, the queen cut off a lock of her hair and gave it to her daughter. She told her, Take care of it, my darling. It is a charm that will keep you safe on the road. They embraced. Then the princess tucked the lock of hair into her dress, mounted her horse, and was on her way. One day, the princess was riding alongside a stream and realised she was quite thirsty. So she told her maid, Pray, go down to the water with my golden cup and fetch me some water. I'm in need of a drink. No, replied the maid. If you are thirsty, then get down from your horse, lay down by the water and drink. I shall not be your waiting maid any longer. The princess was so parched that she hopped right off her horse, walked to the water and drank. She did not even bother to bring her cup. What shall become of me? she asked. And the lock of hair answered her. Alas, if thy mother knew, her heart would rue. The princess got back on her horse and continued on. Her waiting maid followed, but they did not speak. And a few days further into their journey, the day grew warmer by the minute and the sun hotter. The princess once again was horribly thirsty. And when they came upon a river, the princess told her maid, Pray, get down and fetch me some water in my golden cup. The maid once again replied even more abruptly than before, Drink if you like, but I shall not be your waiting maid. The princess was so parched yet again that she hopped off her horse knelt by the riverbank and drank. Once again she cried, What will become of me? And the lock of hair answered her, Alas, if thy mother knew, her heart would rue. As she leaned down for another sip, the lock of hair fell out of her dress and floated away without the princess noticing it. But she did feel a sudden sense of fear once it was gone. Her maid did see it and was quite happy, 
for now she knew the charm was gone and the princess would now be in her control. When the princess went to her horse, Falada, to climb back on, the maid stopped her and said, No, I shall ride Falada and you may have my horse. And soon after this, the princess was made to switch clothing as well, so she now wore the maid's clothes while the maid wore the royal clothing. As they neared the bridegroom's castle, the maid threatened the princess. If you ever tell anyone what happened, it will be the last thing you do. The princess was terrified and swore she never would. But Falada heard every word and had seen everything that had happened. The people rejoiced as they arrived at the palace and the prince rushed to greet his bride. He lifted the maid from her horse, thinking she was the one who was to be his wife. And she was led to the royal chamber, while the real princess was told to stay in the court below. However, the king was watching their arrival from a window and noticed something odd about the two women. He went to the royal chamber and asked the maid, who was dressed as the princess, Who is it you have brought with you? I have brought my maid, she replied. She was told to accompany me for the sake of my having company on the road. Uh, pray, I beg you, my king, give her some work to do, for I would hate to see her idle. The king could not think of any work for the young girl, but he said at last, There is a young lad who takes care of my geese. Perhaps she can go and help him. The name of this lad was Christopher. Soon after the wedding, the false bride said to her new husband, Dear husband, I beg you, rid us of the horse I rode upon when I arrived here. He was quite unruly, and I fear him to be a danger to anyone who gets close enough. However, the truth was that she was afraid that Falada should speak and tell everyone what she had done to the princess. The prince granted his new wife's wish, and Falada was banished to a farm that was right next door to the place where the geese were kept. And the true princess rejoiced, for she could now see her beloved horse every day. Falada, she cried, thou art banished. And Falada replied, Bride, alas, if thy mother knew what has happened, how sad her heart would be. One day, when the princess and Christopher tended to the geese, the princess sat by the riverbank and let her hair down. Her golden hair waved in the breeze, and when Christopher saw it glitter, he thought to cut some of it off. But the princess cried, Blow, breezes, blow! Let Christopher's hat go! Let him go after it, over the hill and rocks, away it be whirled till my golden locks are combed and curled. Then came such a strong wind that it did indeed blow Christopher's hat right off his head, and away he went, chasing it right into the hills. And by the time he returned... The princess had combed and curled her hair and put it up again. Christopher would not speak a word, and they watched the geese quietly until the moon rose and the darkness drove them home. The next morning, as they passed the fields, the princess saw Falada and said, Falada, how sad it makes me that thou art banished. And Falada replied, Bride, alas! If thy mother knew what had happened, how sad her heart would be. Then Christopher and the princess drove the geese to a beautiful meadow, 
the princess sat down in a bed of daisies and began to comb her hair. Christopher ran up to her and wanted to take some, but she cried out, Blow, breezes, blow! Let Christopher's hat go! Let him go after it, over the hill and rocks, away it be whirled till my golden locks are combed and curled. And a wind blew the hat right off Christopher's head again. He chased it a long way into the hills, and when he returned, the princess had combed and curled her hair and put it up again. So again they watched the geese in silence, and when it grew dark, they returned home. That night... Christopher went to the king and said, I cannot have that girl help me with the geese any longer, sire. Why? the king asked. Because she's no help at all. In fact, she's made things more difficult. The king ordered Christopher to tell him all that had passed. And finally, Christopher described how every morning she speaks with Falada. When we pass the fields, the girl weeps and talks with horse. She says, Falada, how sad it makes me that thou art banished. And he answers, Bride, alas, if thy mother knew what has happened, how sad her heart would be. And he told the king that she calls the wind to carry his hat away and he is forced every day to run after it and abandon his flock. You will go out as usual tomorrow and take the girl with you, the king ordered. Christopher obeyed. But in the morning, the king hid himself in the trees, and he heard the girl speak with the horse, and he followed them to the meadow, and hid behind a bush, and he saw the girl's hair glitter in the sun, and he heard her say, Blow, breezes, blow, let Christopher's hat go, let him go after it, over the hill and rocks, away it be whirled, till my golden locks are combed and curled. And soon came the gust of wind, and there flew Christopher's hat once more, and off he went, chasing it, while the girl combed and curled her hair. The king went home without being seen, and when the goose girl returned that evening, he called her and asked her why she did these things. And the girl burst into tears and said, I cannot tell you, or I shall lose my life. And the king begged her and promised her she would be protected and that no harm would come to her. And so she told him all. Then the king went to the field where Falada had been banished and he asked the horse, Who is the true princess? Falada told the king everything he had seen and heard. Upon his return, the king ordered royal clothes to be put upon the goose girl, and when she was dressed, he looked upon her in amazement. She was beautiful. He called his son into the great hall and told him that he had been married to a false bride and that she was a waiting maid, while this was the true princess. And the young prince rejoiced, for he saw in the princess's eyes true kindness something the waiting maid did not possess. And the princess saw the same in him, and she felt at peace. A great feast was prepared. The prince sat at the top with the false bride on one side and the true bride on the other, but no one recognized her. And when they had eaten and all were merry, the king told a story. 
the story he was told by the princess and by Falada, and he asked the false bride what she would have done to anyone who had been so deceitful. I should lock her away in a dungeon to be forgotten. Thou art she, the king said, and since thou hast judged thyself, it shall be done. And so the false bride was locked away, and the true princess was married to the prince, and they lived happily ever after. The End And now it's time to take a deep breath, close our eyes, so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children. <laughs>